Hey, CityCast listeners, it is hot outside. And to find out what is going on with this wretched heat wave and drought, I am talking today with Frank Billingsley. He's the chief meteorologist at KPRC Channel 2. It is Monday, July 18th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Hey, Frank, thanks for doing this. It's good to see you. You're welcome. Nice to see you. Is it really as hot this summer as I think it is? (laughs) Well, that's sort of a personal choice, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, but give me the facts. Keep in mind, Mm -hmm. our, our normal high right now is 94. Yeah. It would be, I mean, to get an average like that means that you have highs in the low 90s and the upper 90s, right? right. It's not It's not crazy um, that we're in the 90s every day. What's been extreme is these hundreds and day yeah. after day after day. And when your low temperatures only go down to 80, Galveston's case, 85, record setting yeah. in that regard, then you start out hot. You, you don't get any relief overnight. And so it's 93 by noon. And then it's 100, 102 in the afternoon. So it's extremely hot. It's unusually hot. Um, these are the kind of heat waves that I see about every 10 to 15 years. 1980 mm-hmm. comes to mind, 1998, 2011, and 2022. Okay. Over the last 40 years, we've gotten uh-huh. something about every 10 to 14 years. Okay. And this heat wave started, what, in June? Well, it was hot in May. And then June's been hot. July's been hot. We had five 100-degree days in June. Um, We've had seven in July, six in a row. I mean, comparatively speaking to those other years, it's about the same. The same as those other heat wave years? Yeah, those 1980, 1998. 2011 Mm -hmm. was a a really big exception, um, only because we got to August, and 30 out of 31 days were 100 degrees or higher. The whole month was just baking. But I think that had a lot to do mm-hmm. with the fact that after Hurricane Ike in 2008, we basically were in a drought. If you go back and look at 2009 and 2010 and mm-hmm. into 2011, we had really almost two to three years of very droughty weather. Yeah. Consequently, we just, you know, I think had that what we call a positive feedback cycle, but it's a negative result where you have hot And that leads to more dry weather, and dry Mm -hmm. weather leads to more hot weather, leads to more dry weather, more hot weather, more dry weather, more hot weather. So it built built up like that. So by the time we got to August of 2011, it was in the cooker. What happens this August, I I can't tell you that that similar situation won't happen. No. Um, I know. I I can't tell you. I will say say that it did not happen in 1980, and it did not happen in 1998. My concern, though, is that, you know, it's been kind of droughty since really March. We had a beautiful spring, beautiful. But you go, well, it's beautiful because it's crystal clear skies every day and it's 80 degrees and it's not raining. And then you go, but when's it going to rain again? And then you get to May and it doesn't rain and June, it doesn't rain, July and it doesn't rain. So we don't have a two-year drought we're working with, but we certainly have a six-month drought. In fact, Texas has gone from 48% in drought, and by that I mean extreme or excessive drought, to 52%. So we keep climbing, and if you look south of I-10, there's a a lot of extreme drought 
that's going on across Southeast Texas and even out toward mm -hmm. Western Wharton County into Colorado County, there's excessive yeah. drought going on. Oh, and that's the highest category. Yeah. One out of five, that'd be a five. Okay. Wow. So we got a lot of fours and fives across Southeast yeah. Texas. We've had some good downpours, but good downpours don't solve a drought. Right. And neither does tropical. People say, we need a tropical storm. We need a tropical storm. You know what? That That is a good temporary fix for some areas when you get that. Mm -hmm. But what needs to happen is it needs to just start raining again. <laughs> That's what happens. And that ends the drought. You just get enough rainfall accumulate. Our, our average is about, I use this as a standard, 52 inches an inch a week. If you can get an yeah. inch of rain a week, you're good. So I used to always say, remember those tuna fish always come in, comes in packets now. Do you remember when it came in cans <laughs> yeah. and we have tuna cans and they were an inch. So you could take an empty tuna can, yeah. put it out in the front yard and run the sprinkler. <laughs> and once that tuna can was full, that was it. Turn it off. It was the best okay. way in the world to measure how much rain you needed. But we don't have any tuna cans anymore, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Just guess. Yeah. Usually 30 minutes. You do 30 minutes a day watering, it should it should be okay. But, of course, if we all do that, then we're going to have another issue, aren't we? Yeah. So, okay. Just takes sustained rainfall to end a drought. What ends a heat wave? How do we get out of that? Time. You know, these huge pressure systems, some are constantly there. Mm -hmm. The Bermuda High is always there. Uh, in the Atlantic, it just expands and shrinks and expands and shrinks. We always have these mid-level high pressure systems. And by mid-level, I mean up about 18, 20,000 feet. You know, when you're on the way up, you can turn on your electronics, but you don't get a drink yet. That's mid-level. <laughs> Uh-huh. So the air up at that mid-level high-pressure system is heavy, right? And so it has to keep sinking? So you can't have sinking air everywhere. It has to rise. It has to sink. Where it rises, that's where you get clouds because all that warm air rises and it condenses in the cool air above. Uh -huh. It creates clouds and rain. Well, where yeah. it sinks, you don't get the clouds. You don't get the rain. And so you get a lot of blue sky, and this time of year, that makes it that much hotter. And when you compress air, you heat it up, right? So when it compresses at the surface of the earth, because it's heavy, you heat it up. Oh, okay. So high pressure, we talk about high pressure and low pressure. High pressure is the measure of heavier air. Low pressure, lighter air. High pressure, heavier air. Heavier air sinks, compresses at the surface of the earth, creates a little more heat. Also yeah. prevents clouds and rain. And we have longer days. So, I mean, it's summer, yeah. a lot of sunshine, right. a lot of blue sky, not a lot of rain to help, compressed air. It all adds up to this heat wave that we're having. So we're just stuck? you got to get that high pressure out of here. How are you going to do that? You're going to have to wait till the earth tilts. And September 20th, 21st, it will oh. be the autumnal equinox. We'll start yeah. to see the sun going back down toward the equator, eventually to the Tropic of Capricorn. Once we get to winter, you've got to tilt the earth. You've got to hope this high pressure shrinks a little bit and we can eventually get a few showers in here. But the heat part, again, yeah. your average is 94. That's your average. Right. So what's extreme is to have it hitting 100 day after day after day. Aye, aye, aye. I know. That's not much help, is it? <laughs> well, okay, so everybody will yeah. send me a dollar. I'll make it go away. How's that? <laughs> That's a good plan. So I have another question. If it is incredibly dry, 
how can it simultaneously be humid? How does that work? Where is the humidity coming from? If you go out to Austin, uh-huh. Dallas yeah. this time of year, yeah. their 101 feels even hotter than our 101 because their humidity is so much lower. And a lot of times they're, they're hotter because of that, because dry air is easier to heat up. Like Phoenix yesterday was 111. Right. Humidity is 8%. So dry air, but they also can cool it down. Dry air you can heat up, dry air you can cool down. We have enough humidity coming in here, and it's only right. 35%. So it's not like our 50 or 60, but it doesn't take right. much. And you get that in off the Gulf, and it's enough humidity to make it miserable, but not enough lift of it to turn into clouds and rain. So it's just like a fog bank. Okay. If you could imagine. And it's the same way you get fog. Right. Um, it's just a different atmosphere. It's just rolling in from the ocean. Right. You can roll in that far. Yeah. Fog, you got to get warm yeah. air over cool water. Uh-huh. That's fog. Warm air over cool water. Humidity like this is warm air over warm water. And and so it's not going to make fog. It might make some patchy yeah. fog inland, but it's not going to make fog. It's just going to make humidity. Man, I miss fog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does the heat wave make it more likely that we would get a big hurricane later in summer? Is it is the water hotter in the Gulf? The water's hotter in the Gulf, the Caribbean, uh-huh. and the Atlantic. So we have yeah. nor- abnormally warm water. So in that regard, the fuel is certainly there. So it would make it more likely big storms would form. That doesn't necessarily mean we would get them. Okay. Concern I always have with this kind of a high is when it's right over you making you miserable. It is keeping storms away because it's oh. directing them down toward Mexico or okay. you get this weakness between our high and the Bermuda high. So things funnel up through Florida or the Mississippi Gulf Coast or Alabama and, and stay away from us, maybe even Louisiana. But if you get the high to move like we want it to do and you still have the Bermuda high, then we're the channel. Oh, yes. So it's pick your poison. You want the high to stay here and give you the heat wave, or do you want the high to split and give a storm that forms a channel to move in? Oh, so now I don't even have a team to root for. (laughs) Right, right. I can can promise you, if you can survive the heat wave, if you're smart, you're not Uh quite at the mercy of a heat wave like we are at the mercy of a hurricane. All right. So what are your tips on surviving a heat wave? I need a lot of those. <laughs> well, you know, we all need to stay cool and not be stupid. Uh-huh. As soon as you feel hot, when you start saying, gosh, it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> Don't tough it out. Uh-huh. My dad had a heat stroke oh. and he was at the time 65. So he's out on his and he had a John Deere riding lawnmower, you know, in a big yard. And he's retired. And this is his retirement. Mow the yard. <laughs> go play golf. <laughs> So he's mowing the yard, blah, 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 and you know, and he's hot, and he's not, and he mm-hmm. ate every piece of fried chicken that they ever fried, right? <laughs> you drink a little water, it's still hot. You know, you start it's turning red, and yeah. and even when, and it's really when you don't sweat that you're having a heat stroke, and you're wow. you're becoming unfathomably hot, and you think, well, I've just got a little more to do, just a little more. And then you have a heat stroke. So it's when, it's that pushing yourself that extra mile you just shouldn't do right now. So if you want to take a walk around the neighborhood or walk around Memorial Park and, you know, you're a three-mile walker and you do the whole Memorial Park loop, mm-hmm. go to the lake part and go under the shade of the trees and, and do one mile and see how you feel and then do your second. Just make it a two-mile day. Or go early yeah. in the morning at six in the morning. The coolest part of the day is right before the sun comes up because the earth loses its heat all night mm-hmm. long. 
And so five in the morning, five to six in the morning, if you got to get out, that's your better time to do it. When it's only in the 80s. Yeah. So, and then of course, we always say stay hydrated. If you're thirsty, it's too late. You don't want to wait to get thirsty. And I admit, I'm not a good water drinker. (laughs) No, a lot of people are are, always have a bottle of water and I don't. I might have one, it's full for two hours. It's one of my faults. But, um, you know, try to be a better water drinker, Uh you know. I think fans help, but you can't be fooled by just a fan. There's some mm-hmm. people who think, oh, I'm under a fan, but sometimes that fan's just blowing hot air. So right. you really need to be in cool air. There are a lot of cooling centers around. There's, you know, go, go to a mall or a movie, grocery store. Yeah. I had a friend, I think he lived to be 100 years old, and he, his favorite thing in the world every afternoon was to go to Randall's. And he would just walk up and down the aisles. <laughs> he must have known Randall's better than Randall. And, and just cool off and just walk around, say hey to people. Eat all the samples. I mean, yeah, this was a retired A&M engineer. I mean, this was, you know, he's a smart fella. He just, he just loved to stay cool and walk around Randall's. So, you know, do something to stay cool. There are ways to do it. And then we all have a responsibility to our loved ones and all that. So, And then don't forget the animals, water bowls. Uh-huh. Water bowls, water bowls, and yeah. their paws. You know, there's that seven-second rule. If you if you can't put the back of your hand on the pavement for seven seconds, then it's too hot for their paws. So grass yeah. is better. Evening walks are better. Um, morning walks are better. Sort of the same rules for dogs. Cats have a way of yeah. fending for themselves. <laughs> as long as they're in therapy, they'll be fine. All right. Well, thank you so much, Frank. This has been great. Oh, well, you're welcome. Please stay cool. Anytime you need me, call me. That was Chief Meteorologist for KPRC, Frank Billingsley. Now, Carly on Jones, our roving producer, is here with some more news around Houston. Carly, what is going on? Hey, Lisa. City of Houston officials are offering gun owners gift cards in exchange for their weapons in an effort to fight gun violence in the area. The buyback program is a part of the city's $44 million One Safe Houston initiative started by Mayor Sylvester Turner earlier this year and will take place on July 30th at the 3rd Ward area Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. Gun owners could receive up to $200 for their firearms. And here's something else to be proud of. According to a study, the Houston area has ranked number 12 out of 100 most populous metropolitan regions in the country for women-owned businesses. Roughly 23% of businesses in the city are owned by women, and that's a big deal. That is it for our show today. Since it is likely to be hot for a long time to come, we are working on a show about ways that people are keeping cool in Houston. If you have a tip that you'd like to share, please call our answering machine at 713-489-6972. Say your name and tell us briefly how you are keeping cool this summer. And it's likely to be part of our show coming up. We'll have that number and other cool stuff in our show notes. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. You're probably hearing a phone there. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's a scam. I always call him Sam Likely. I'm like, Sam's calling.